We're speaking uh, in this hour uh, about the, I suppose, the issue, call it what you want, of China's involvement in the South Pacific. And uh, there's a delegation there as we speak with 20 people trying to, to, I don't know, get them all involved and get them part of, uh, part of, of, of their, their uh, understanding, I believe. But uh, Director of New Zealand Contemporary China Research Centre and uh, Associate Professor in the School of Political Science and International Relations at Victoria University is Jason Young. And he joins me now. Jason, how concerned... Good morning, firstly. Sorry, it was really rude of me. How concerned... How concerned should Kiwis be in terms of China's strengthening its ties in the Pacific? Um, well, I mean, I think this has been going on for, for a number of decades now. So um, China has China is obviously a, a big economy, a, a big country. It's a great power in the world. Um, we can see all over the world that it's increasing its influence in a number of different countries, economically, uh, politically, diplomatically, sometimes even uh, in terms of security and strategic arrangements. So um, I guess it's just the, the reality of uh, contemporary times is that, that China is a player in the Pacific and, and New Zealand um, will have to adjust and calibrate its own engagement in the region uh, according to that new reality. Have we ever seen it like this before? I'm obviously a bit older than you, but I can't remember and lived in Western Samoa for five years of my life. I can't remember ever seeing China being involved with our closest Pacific nations? Uh, certainly not. I mean, uh, China um, has has not been a great power in the modern era in the sense that uh, it went through a really tumultuous period of time. Uh, emerged in 1949 as a communist one-party state under Mao Zedong, uh, was largely isolated, and it was really only from the 1980s onwards when uh, it opened up its economy and, and integrated into the global economy that it started becoming a, a global player. Um, and so with that, just as it's increased its ties with lots of countries around the world, it's also uh, engaging uh, a lot more in the Pacific, and in particular in terms of this trip, um, with the Foreign Minister Wong visiting uh, eight different countries and also meetings with another two uh, online, and then also uh, having a meeting with Pacific Island Forum countries, or um, Pacific Island countries uh, in a regional setting, that's, that's certainly a big step up. Should we be concerned? Well, I think there's, there's things to watch. Um, the Pacific Island countries obviously are sovereign nations and they have their own agency and it's in their interest to do uh, economic deals, to have investment, to have infrastructure deals from China. Um, but even those things, there, there's things that we should be concerned about in terms of the quality of the deals, um, debt, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, some of the more concerning areas, uh, I would argue, are around um, policing and security types of arrangements, um, governance training um, of Pacific Island countries, because there you would expect um, some, some tensions to develop between um, the types of things that are being taught or the types of activities between Chinese police and um, police from other countries like Australia, New Zealand, uh, European countries, the United States. Uh, and then, of course, the other big concern would be to watch how this plays out in terms of uh, the consensus amongst Pacific Island countries um, that they will take a, a sort of a joined-up approach to a lot of different regions, uh, different issues. So, for example, there's um, four 
four, four countries in the Pacific that do not recognize the People's Republic of China. Um, they still have diplomatic relations with um, Taiwan and the Republic of China. And so the potential for a wedge to be put in the Pacific is, is quite concerning. Rodney Jones yesterday on Q&A said uh, that we should change things around. We now negotiate trades first and second, security second. He thinks that now we should turn that around and it should be security first and trade second. What does Jason Young say? Um, well, I, I've always thought that security comes first um, and then, you know, prosperity or economic and trade relations are a product of having a secure environment. So, so I guess what, what we could see here is that potentially uh, we see the world becoming less secure um, we see more geopolitical tensions, uh, you know, from Russia's invasion of Ukraine to the tensions between the United States and China. Um, and so we need to put efforts into diplomatic and institutional mechanisms for creating a more secure, stable region, which then allows um, trade and economic relations to flourish. Can you see, Jason, to get the... Can you say, uh, see the situation getting that China uh, starts having a real military presence in the Pacific? Like, they've already spent money buying wharfs and stuff, so suddenly we see Chinese warships uh, in our Pacific, like, at, on the wharfs. Can you see that? So, to be, I guess to be clear, that we, we don't see that at present. Um, no. But it would be... Um, I think it would be unwise to predict that a great power in the second largest economy in the world, perhaps one day to become the, the largest uh, economy in the world and you know the most highly populous country in the world, wouldn't want to also project force into a region to protect its own economic and strategic interests. So, uh, I mean, we don't see that at the moment, and there's assurances that China is not trying to militarise the Pacific or create um, counter-military presence in the region, but if one thing we've learned from history is that all great powers do uh, eventually try to project, pr protect their own interests and project power and influence. Wow. That's kind of scary to me, Jason. Appreciate your time. I know you've got to get to a lecture. Thank you very much for talking to us on News Talk ZB Wellington Mornings. That's uh, Jason Young, who's the director of New Zealand uh, Contemporary China Research Centre and is also an associate professor of the School of Political Science and International Relations at Victoria University.